Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're really excited to be introducing one of the newest members to the OSU Extension team. Horacio joined us in August as our new soybean pathologist. And Amanda and I have had the pleasure of getting to know him a little better over the last few months. And we're very excited to introduce him to all of you guys today. So Horacio, could you take a minute and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Um, good morning, Amanda and, and Elizabeth, and good morning, everyone. Extremely excited uh, to be here today. I, I love this series of, of podcasts uh, that you guys uh, prepare. And well, as you mentioned, I joined the Department of Plant Pathology as the new soybean pathologist in August. So I'm quite new, but I did my PhD here at Ohio State. I got my PhD in plant pathology. So it's a little bit coming back home for me uh, being here today. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background then? You were here at Ohio State. What what did you do in between? And um, what was your education prior to your PhD? Yeah. So uh, originally I'm from Paraguay in South America. <clears throat> it's a small country in the center of the continent, uh, but we grow a lot of soybean. So very early, um, I decided to, to do agronomy and focus on everything that had to do with soybean and soybean pathology. So I got my bachelor's in agronomy. And after that, I decided to come and continue um, with my graduate studies in the United States. I applied for a Fulbright scholarship and I really wanted to uh, study nematodes. I wanted to, you know, uh, get to know more of uh, soybean seeds, nematodes specifically, and how to manage it. And I wanted to um, start my, my career, you know, um, working with Terry Niblack, a, a very prestigious nematologist. And she was in University of Illinois at that time. And that's where I started my master's. I did a master's in crop science, working uh, with her and, and her nematology lab, and really learned a lot. Um, got exposed to other plant pathologists, got to work in the plant clinic uh, there. And um, very early in during my master's, I started noticing that when we went to the field, it was not only nematodes present, but other organisms that were affecting the crop as well. Um, so the idea of multiple pathogens interacting and, and damaging our, our soybean production was, was always something that I was very curious about. Uh, when I finished my master's in, in Illinois, um, Terry Niblack decided to come to Ohio to, to be the chair of the Department of Plant Pathology, and I uh, follow her to continue my PhD. I was very fortunate uh, here to work uh, with... Uh, Terry Niblack in nematology, but also Andorans, uh, soybean pathology. And um, all these ideas and observations I had during my master's, I was able now uh, to put it into practice during my PhD. So um, my dissertation was about evaluating the interaction between soybean cyst nematode and Macrophomina fasciolina, a fungus that causes charcoal rot on, on soybean. Um, so it was great uh, working with, you know, uh, a great nematologist, a great uh, soybean pathologist and getting all that uh, experience. But not only that, um, I was also exposed to work extension component of, of, of this uh, project. And, and that was really great 
because I was able to see the impact that our research had on, on, on growers, on, on, on production, and above all, on the management of these diseases on, on soybean. I also got a master's in applied statistics here at Ohio State. And when I finished my, my graduate studies, I had to go back to Paraguay. That's part of the Fulbright. Um, and I went back to, to, to Paraguay. I, I started there as an assistant professor in Universidad San Carlos and also as an adjunct professor in Universidad de Caldas, Colombia. So I was traveling a lot between Paraguay and Colombia, leading two different research groups um, in Paraguay, mainly focusing on soybean, wheat, uh, and corn. And in Colombia, doing research in banana, plantain, coffee, completely different um, <laughs> crops than uh, what I was used to. Uh, but the same ideas and the same research questions um, uh, we were trying to, to answer over there. Uh, how does different pathogen interact to damage um, our crop and how we can manage that? Um, I had the chance to, to work more closely with growers and, and that's how I was able to develop um, both in Paraguay and Colombia an extension program. In Paraguay, I founded uh, I created the first plant clinic. We didn't have a plant clinic, or at least the concept of a plant clinic. So in Universidad San Carlos, we were able to start uh, this plant clinic that was able to receive uh, growers with their different problems and, 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 and try to address those and, and find solutions. So uh, that was a great experience um, for me. After three years of being down there, um, I decided to uh, apply and come back here to the United States and to Ohio State University, where uh, I consider uh, my home. <laughs> We're incredibly glad to have you back. You know, I remember when we interviewed you being really excited about the background that you have educationally and then your experience in Paraguay and Colombia. Um, but I think one of the things is your familiarity with Ohio agriculture is a big asset. Um, and I know you've spent the last several months since you've been back talking to farmers and extension educators about different needs in Ohio. So what have you learned and what research topics are you most excited to, to get started researching here? Yeah, uh, th that's a great question because um, sometimes I get immersed on, on, on the research that probably I'm I'm conducting, I'm leading, and, and it's really good to stop sometimes and, you know, raise our head or, or you know, open our ears and, and listen to uh, the relevant questions that um, other regions have. And that was the main idea of, of getting out and, and trying to attend meetings with extension educators or, or growers to try and listen um, to their relevant questions that we should be addressing. Um, I have a, a, a strong background in nematology and, and soil-borne pathogen, you know, but that may not be the, the threat of certain regions of Ohio. So it, it's really not very useful for me to go to a region where there's little soybean cyst nematode or there's, you know, uh, very few threat of, of other organisms 
and, and try to research and, 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 and learn more about that if the growers in that area or the extension educators in that area uh, realize that there are other the needs. And, and that's been great, going and, and talking uh, to different groups in different regions and, and learning that we have the same type of questions. We have the, the same tools to address these questions, but together we can figure out which ones are the relevant questions that we should be addressing. And, and I think for me, that's very important for my program to be able to address these issues and, and be able to come up with solutions that will you know, help manage diseases in soybean, but also, you know, increase productivity in a, in a sustainable way. So do you have some projects that you'd like to get going next growing season that you've nailed down at this point? And we were talking a little bit about e-fields before this. What yes. do you have on the table? I'm extremely fortunate, uh, first of all, to be here um, in the Department of Plant Pathology. I mean, this is the, the job of my dream, <laughs> to be able to do research to work with extension educators, to work with, you know, that, that army of, of, of people that we have that can go there and connect with growers. But also the Department of Plant Pathology not only hire one, but two new faculty members. So um, we're very fortunate also that the department hire a new uh, molecular mycologist, Dr. Mitch Roth. So it's been great for me to start a new position with someone that it's also starting a new position. And we have been bouncing so many ideas of things that we can do and how we can complement different skill sets that we have. And we're actually, you know, together um, in this multi-state uh, NCSRP project uh, led by Damon Smith from University of Wisconsin. So with Mitch, we have been talking about different um, ideas and objectives that we have from this project. One of those is to, you know, better understand frog eye leaf spot in Ohio. One of the ideas is, you know, a survey that we can um, add to what we already know a lot about frog eye, but complement that with, with more information. Use those e-fields, for example, to to get those samples when they start showing up or with the help of extension educators and growers receive these samples. Try to be on top of identifying populations that may develop resistance to fungicide or identify better uh, timing applications. But there are other projects that uh, I have been fortunate to, to be part of uh, one of them is funded by the uh, United Soybean Board, the SCN Coalition, and also the Ohio Soybean Council. And this has been going since 2018, where we are receiving samples from growers. We are processing free of charge up to two samples, soil samples for soybean cyst nematode testing in the lab, where we quantify the numbers of soybean cyst nematode. We report that to the growers. They know their numbers. These numbers will allow them to develop management strategies or identify if their fields are at risk of losing yield due to soybean cyst nematode. But we also characterize these populations in terms of their virulence. Surprisingly, more than 85% of these populations that we have been characterizing can develop on resistant uh, varieties. 
So most of our varieties that are labeled resistant to soybeans is nematode um, uses one specific source of resistance that we have been planting for more than 20 years, creating a selection pressure for the nematode now to adapt to this specific source of resistance. So what can we do? The most important thing that this project is letting us know is First of all, the fields that may be at risk because of the high numbers, but also because we know the soybean cyst nematode virulence profile now from this field, we can now select other type of soybean varieties with other uh, sources of resistance that can be effective for that specific population. And, and this really, we could have not done this with the help of uh, Ohio State extension educators and growers. I mean, this is a, a team effort that is tremendous. We have, uh, you know, analyzed more than 750 samples. And from the last time that I make uh, a call by, you know, writing and talking about these in the corn newsletter, we have been receiving so many samples in the lab, so we're very happy about this. So if one of our listeners is a farmer here in Ohio and they're curious, you know, what trends in their soybean field should they be looking for? And if they're interested in submitting samples to find out if it's SCN, how do they do that? That's a great question. You know, um, so most of our growers will sample their fields to send it to a soil lab to get their soil tested for, you know, nutrient, fertility, et cetera. That's a great opportunity there to just take a subsample and send it to an hematology lab. We always re re remind uh, uh, growers or extension educators or researcher that these samples that we're going to send to the hematology lab, it, it's a living sample. So we will take a little bit more care than the ones that we normally send to the soil lab in the sense that we will try to keep it in a cool environment away from exposure to sunlight and, and the heat of you know, the environment because we wanna keep those nematodes alive until we count them. If you never tested your field for soybeans cyst nematode, this is a great opportunity. Maybe you have it and you don't, you don't know. Um, one, of the, one of the things that with our uh, research we have learned is that soybean cyst nematode can significantly reduce yield with no visible symptoms. So we may have beautiful fields um, where we're losing 15 to 30% with no visible symptoms. And, and the best way to know if we have the problem is sampling. Most of the time we will uh, be concerned when we are not getting those yields that in other parts of the fields uh, we are, right? And, and that will be a great indicator. One of the recommendations we give to growers because we are processing up to two um, soil samples free of charge per grower is select a part of your field that is uh, low yielding and select one that is you know high yielding and take uh, a soil sample from each uh, of those uh, areas so then the results may have a, a, a significant meaning, right? If, if in that low yielding area, you have very high number of soybeans is nematode as opposed to the, to the other area, then essentially we're, we're finding out that that's the problem and then we can address that. 
areas where we have a lot of movement in terms of machinery, that's where normally we will have higher numbers of soybean sense nematodes, lower areas in your field as well. So those are the, the suggestions we give. You know, take advantage of, of, of this service that, that, that we're giving and, and we're, we're extremely happy to, you know, discuss about the results when we give this back to, to growers. So send your samples, but then also write us back or, or give us a call and, and we're more than happy to talk about uh, management strategies or, or what those results mean. Yeah. That it really is a great opportunity. And if you're not sure how to pull samples, your county extension educator, I'm sure would be happy to work with you on that as well. Like you said, take advantage of it because that adds up, especially with today's soybean prices. Yes. So if our uh, growers have a question for you or want more information, what's the best way to reach out? Um, yeah. So if any questions, email is... Um, a very good way to shout um, and phone calls. So phone calls um, and, and emails are, are the best way. I am located in Columbus. So if you have samples, um, the nematology, soybean pathology and nematology lab is in uh, the Department of Plant Pathology. Cotman Hall is the building. You can send your samples here. If you are um, in Columbus, you can stop by, uh, stay hi. <laughs> We can show you the things that we have in the greenhouse. So this uh, virulence profile that I'm talking about, we do this in the greenhouse. We use the nematodes from your field to infest different uh, soybean with different levels of resistance. And, and we can show you how we do that. And then uh, we, we can have a, a nice conversation. So stop by if you're in Columbus. Uh, give me a phone call or, or write me an email and, and we can start uh, from there. I think that sounds like fun. I might take you up on that invitation <laughs> next time when I'm on campus. Great. Well, Horacio, thank you so much for joining us today. I know, you know we're both excited to have you on board and hopefully some of our listeners will get a chance to meet you this winter. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone and, and, and really happy to, to be here. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode. Hey, podcast listeners. Just a reminder to give us a like or subscribe so you know when we release new episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to leave us a review also. We appreciate the comments.